welcome back. It's episode 26 of Stop It, That's Weird. It's been a couple weeks since we talked. It's 2024 now. Oh my gosh. Updates right off the bat for y'all. Um, my cat and dog are fighting right now. <laughs> Not really. But my cat is sitting next to me, pressed up against my leg, and she's mad about it. <laughs> she doesn't meow. She just kind of goes like, ah, ah, and like sticks her tongue out at me. Um, so she keeps looking up at me and doing that. And she's mad that the dog is too close to her, even though he, she's like f three feet away. Everyone wants to be, this is my life, you guys. <laughs> Everybody wants to be in the same room as me. Wherever I go in the house, everyone's like, hey, that's the place to be. And so it's chaos. And we like it like that. We do. <laughs> Actual updates. We, you guys, we're days away from 20,000 followers on TikTok. <laughs> what the fuck? We're, tw we're at 19.4 thousand followers on TikTok right now. Um, and we're gaining hundreds of followers every day. So it's a matter of days at this point. And I thought about it, like, actually for half a second <laughs> earlier this morning. And I was like, nope, can't go there. Can't go there because I will immediately start weeping. And that's going to just, like, change the trajectory of my day. And I can't have that because I have stuff on the docket that I need to do. <laughs> Including record this podcast. Uh, that's pretty much it for the updates <laughs> did i hope i hope y'all had a great um break uh i had a good break i had a solid break like the great moments were hanging out with my friends and stuff like that but i had a really hard time relaxing like i took two weeks off from work and i had a really i struggled with that i think i talked about that on the last episode it was really only like the last couple of days of vacation that I like started to feel like I was actually relaxing and then I had to go right back to work. So that was that, but it was fine. <laughs> Sensory nightmare of the week. We're just gonna, m maybe the shortest intro that I've ever had. <laughs> um, I just had some curry because y'all know how much I love a curry. Okay. A good spicy curry. I, I, I found... It's not a new place, but there was a place that I was getting curry from regularly and something happened. I think Laura might have told me that the building caught on fire or someone told me that. <clears throat> My memory is so bad. Uh, I think <laughs> I think the building caught on fire. And so um, that sucks. And I was devastated that I couldn't get this really good curry from there. But there's another place that I heard really good things about, had amazing ratings and all of that. And I was like, well, I'll just get curry from there. And it is so good. However, it's called mango curry. I love mango. I've talked, I think, on this show before and on my TikTok several times <laughs> about how much I love mango. Mango is one of my safe foods, specifically like dried mango. It's one of the comfortiest comfort foods for me okay I love it when I heard mango curry I said mm, delicious that's gonna be so good it was good however the mango didn't come in the form that I thought it was going I don't know what I thought you know I thought maybe it'd be like blended into the because it's a yellow curry right we're all we're, we're all on board with this right it's a yellow coconut curry that's the deal oh no did my phone just die okay <laughs> my phone is about to die 
and I should probably plug it in, but I have my notes on here, and it's uh, it's probably at like five percent. Hold on, let's plug it. Okay, we got it. We got it. We got it. Um, I need my notes. It, it It's not blended into the curry is what I'm saying. It's not blended into the sauce. The sauce. Like I thought it was going to be. It's in chunks. And I, I love mango. Okay. If I haven't made it abundantly clear at this point, I love mango. But this is like... It's like cooked into the sauce. Can you imagine the texture and temperature of this? <laughs> like I scooped in. I didn't, I really did not know. I don't know why I didn't prepare myself mentally for this. It's in the name, Trisha. Mango curry. Mango curry. But I, I wasn't ready. <laughs> I like, I, the first time I ate it, and every time that I've eaten it after, since... I dip my spoon in and I'm like, oh, what is that? And then I chomp down or I'm not looking and I just like chomp down on the squishiest. Sorry, this might be <laughs> like content warning for some people. The squishiest, strangest flavor, like melt in your mouth, which is so good in uh, uh, under other contexts and circumstances, right? <laughs> like a dessert squishiest hottest fruit <laughs> it's terrible the first time I had it I literally it like it that it's it, wrong it feels like something is like gone off in your food you know what I'm saying like it's not good anymore so I like the first time I don't I was just like oh what's this because like I, I, I I'm an adventurous gal I'll, I'll try anything once or twice or three times usually <laughs> So I just was like, chomp, almost gagged, immediately like ran to the trash can and spat it out. And it took me a minute, like a solid minute to be like, oh, that's, that's what they meant by mango curry. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. But, um, foul, <laughs> foul for you. <laughs> like put it in the description, I guess. Maybe, it, maybe they probably did. They probably put it in the description. I just didn't fucking read it because I'm a moron. But um, it was awful. An awful eating experience. Um, And I continue to order it. And I like it. The tofu is like it's got every curry is a little different wherever you get it. Right. Revolutionary thing that you've said. Trisha. God. Um, <laughs> this one has. um. What does that happen? <laughs> it has, it's got fried tofu, um, onions, carrots, peas. Uh, uh, I feel like there's other stuff in there, but it's it's so good. The the one that I used to get from the place that burnt down apparently, <laughs> which is not funny, but kind of. Um, it's not. No, I I really hope no one was hurt, but. It's crazy to say that my favorite curry place just burnt to the ground. That's an absurd thing to say. Um, uh, potatoes. <laughs> there were potatoes and stuff in there. It was totally different vegetables. God, this is so stupid. 
<laughs> this is content. This is my content. <laughs> One place I got curry and it had these vegetables. And then another place I got a different curry and it had other vegetables in it. What? What? Can you believe it? <laughs> anyway, if it says, if you look somewhere and it says mango curry or like hot fruit. <laughs> That's what I am. Hot fruit. All right. Okay. Okay. That was terrible. Hyperfixation of the week. Am I ready to move on past the mango? I think so. <laughs> Hyperfixation of the week. <clears throat> I've been listening to a lot of like pop punk. I hope something doesn't play on my phone when I open this. A lot of like pop punk and alternative and like... Okay, here's where we're gonna get into it, you guys. Here's where we're getting- I- 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 I've thought about this point today. And I think it- sorry, I'm moving my cup. You can probably hear my tea sliding across the desk. Um, I've thought about this conversation because, like, I think it's good for me to think about this and put it into perspective how much I care about artists- and their work, and, like, what they mean to me, which, like, I don't know they, I don't know them, but you know what I'm saying? We all have some kind of level of emotional connection. A lot of us, art and artists, mean everything. You know what I'm saying? There's so, like, I bet every single one of us listening to this right now is, like, I could immediately think of one at least one but probably a handful of artists musicians or otherwise that have like saved my life you know what I mean like have 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 like made such an impact at just the right time in my life that really like saved me or 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 made something click for me like it was just like the you know if you could put a stamp on a period of your life it would look like that artist or whatever um but because in the last episode, we were talking about limerence, I've been thinking about this parasocial thing and limerence and all of this has become kind of jumbled together to me into this like really interesting, weird, bizarre, mixed with the internet, you know, conversation about all this stuff. And I'm really like reconsidering everything. <laughs> I'm re- reconsidering all the feelings that I've ever had. <laughs> Which is, like, pretty normal. That's pretty on par for me. Um, anyway. Okay. So, I've been listening to a band who I'm not going to name because I don't support them anymore. And it has devastated me. Um, it has devastated me. Part, part, part of me... This week I was talking about black and white thinking. I forget. I'm just dumb, you guys. I forget a lot of, like, terminology all the time. I forget really simple concepts. And I'll go on TikTok and I'll be like, hey, does anybody, is any other autistic people feel like this? And people are like, yeah, that's, yeah, Trisha, that's, like, the thing. That's autism to a T. Literally, if you just look up the definition of autism, it'll say that as, like, the first thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot that. Anyway, what was I saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so okay. So, what I was saying was the black and white thinking and, like, strong sense of justice associated with autism. I think 
uh, heightened this feeling for me, perhaps. I don't know. I think, I think it's pretty normal for anybody, whether you're autistic or not, to have this kind of response to, like, a band that you love being involved with stuff that disappoints you. Or not, not just being involved, but, like, actively defending points that hurt you in a way. Not, um, is that right? Is that fair for me to say that? I do think that it's fair for me to say that, but that's, I think that's what I'm, like, reconsidering, is I'm, like, I, I, I think it's fair for me to say that because I'm having some kind of emotional, physiological response and, like, active disappointment with an artist who I admire so fucking much, but I'm, like, is everybody feeling like that? Should we be feeling like that? Should we be questioning those types of relationships? you know, parasocial or, like, relationships that we're having with artists that we love? Probably. I think so. I think that's probably, <laughs> this is just leading to a big fat yes on that uh, side of things. But anyway, I think, I think maybe I should just, like, try to explain this situation the best that I can without really giving specific context. I'm going to give a lot of context, <laughs> okay? without saying specific names. So some people will just figure it out and I'm totally fine with that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, okay. So essentially, one of my favorite bands of all time. I've loved for years. I went and saw them, um, in Portland years ago when they like first started getting quite popular and it was like such a fun, specific, like unique experience. Like just very much my brand of, music, my brand of, like, uh, art, artistry, you know what I mean? Um, and then I went and saw them, not this last December, not the December that just happened, but the December before that, I think that's correct. Again, in this, in Portland, not at the same venue, but, um, it was so awesome. Like, I think the best show that I've ever been to in my entire life. Like, I was just so on board with everything. I was like, I, this brand of, of theater and music and all of that, I, I get it. I fuck with it. Like, it is exactly the type of art that I've been talking about on this show that I connect with so deeply. It's like, high concept shit. There's a lot of meta stuff being talked about, heightened characters being played, costumes, interesting visuals, a lot of stuff that makes you feel a lot of ways for the purpose of, like, digging out some more, like, critical thought out of their fans, which is something that I've admired so deeply about them, is that they're willing to, like, do that. I'm gonna do stuff that makes people a little bit uncomfortable because we need to be having these types of conversations. I fuck with that. I get that, you know what I mean? I was so on board with, with, with all of that. And what's crazy is, like, the show itself is not what disappointed anyone, including myself. Like, it was a separate thing that was kind of, uh, in an interesting, like, parallel way, doing the same thing. Like, a comedy show that was, that's, that's doing, like, a heightened character thing and pointing a lot of fingers via parody and satire and all of that like I get I get the character I get what we're doing here is that we're making a joke out of something and pointing the finger at something 
by like showing how fucking ridiculous that is however some number one I want to say some people don't get that some people don't understand that and they are just there to actually make fun of the thing with you and I don't I, I really truly wish that some creators that are making that type like especially this type of specific pointed uh content or jokes humor in particular I really wish that they would understand that concept and also take responsibility for their audience becoming attached to a concept that isn't blatantly necessarily out loud saying hey this is a costume this is a silly fucking idea and we're just making we're making fun of people who think like this and I get that if you have to say that then it's not funny and it takes away from the entirety of the joke. I get that. I know. I understand it, you know? We shouldn't have to say that. However, people don't get the joke and they really truly are attached to the character that you've created. I wish that creators understood that. That's one part of it. Number two is at what point are we just now engaging with the thing that we're supposed to be making fun of? You know what I mean? Where is your own internal barometer for is this doing more harm than it's doing good? Is it actually serving comedy anymore or is it serving and fueling a larger beast that you absolutely have to be aware of? and take responsibility for and I would argue if it's just a few people sitting around in a room shooting the shit together having a very informal conversation it doesn't really read as show parody satire a construct of society that we're trying to point the finger at and actively disassemble by showing its ridiculousness it doesn't feel that way anymore right so then I was like damn that that sucked that was weird and made me feel really weird and I didn't want to listen to it. And also, like, who <laughs> who was that meant for, you know? It felt like I was peeking, like I was watching a conversation I wasn't supposed to watch. It felt like a peek behind a curtain that I wasn't supposed to have access to. I was like, who, who, who is this for? Because <laughs> it doesn't feel like it's for any of us, you know what I mean? Um, but anyway, um... So then I did something that I shouldn't have done as a fan, which is like post my, I had some big feelings. And so then I posted it on the internet, <laughs> which is so silly. And I ended up deleting it and I'm sure I would like, oh, I would, I'm sure that I would cringe so much if I went back. I think all of my feelings were like valid, but there just wasn't a reason that that needed to like live on the internet. But, but what I learned from that was like people... A lot of people felt like they were in the same boat as me as they're like, oh yeah, dude, I totally get the theater of it. They've always been like that. They've always like had um, such interesting concept, art, music, all of that. We get it. We're on board with that. But like this is, this doesn't feel like that. And so we're just trying to say what's going on with that, you know, what's, that just feels not unlike every other type of messaging that you've been a part of and so that feels weird and we're trying to question that and also there they it seems to me I could absolutely be misreading it but it seems like they've always also been artists that have been like hey don't fucking put us on a pedestal D like they've always been so against and like bucking against the idea of celebrity you know what I mean and that they're um 
not infallible, that sort of thing. Which is like, it is, it's also a mind, you know, they are though, they are though. But it's like, it's, I think Bo Burnham did a joke about that, about like how stadium rock country artists have everyone convinced that they're still like small town country boys. You know what I'm saying? The opposing ideas or juxtaposition of like, we're telling you to not trust celebrities, but we are celebrities kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, that's a different artistic conversation. But anyway, to go back to the original concept of like, at what point does the line become invisible to the viewer or consumer? And at, at what degree is the artist that's making it should they be held responsible for that sort of thing? And this is where I think that it is. I made that video being critical of an artist who has always asked for criticism, okay? And because this thing was attached to some other thing that I wasn't even really familiar with, some other show, some adjoining show that happened to meet in the middle as far as this, th this concept, this high art concept of performance, life as a performance, okay? These two artists came together in like a common goal as far as that goes. And some of us in the fandom were like, hey, this doesn't feel like totally aligned with all the stuff that you've said that you've been aligned with forever. This totally, hey, I don't think it's crazy for us to say that some of this stuff that you said doesn't feel like it totally aligns with everything that you've been <laughs> a part of, okay? We said that and this other fandom went fucking bananas. I was personally attacked. I had people, <laughs> I had people like following me and like, like following my page, commenting on all of my videos attacking me personally because I had made criticism of a satire show that I thought was like not really doing satire very well <laughs> you know and I just said that I was like hey like and I also saw like I went and watched other clips of the show and I think it's really funny I think it's a fucking funny show and I uh, again like people were just like you're fucking dumb I, do, I don't think you get what's going on and I'm like no girl I get it I get it I've been on board with all of this I enjoyed the uh, t like two hour long concert that was this exact concept I like other episodes of this show I like it a lot I think it's very clever this one thing wasn't it and that's all that we're saying to be reflective of that and take maybe some ownership for that and and you know fucking delete it or something you know maybe it's been deleted I don't know but just like I don't know just be just you know think a little bit more deeply about that and <laughs> the people went bananas people went ballistic when I criticized that one thing and started attacking me personally and that's when I was like okay this this person I don't know I don't know that person as a as an artist or whatever but like it felt I was like oh this person has built a beast and they don't even they're not even really aware of it and that's really unfortunate which again is like such an interesting thing to think about because today like it's kind of it is harmful to engage with your own comments all the time your own fandom it's kind of sometimes harmful to like just to just it's, it's not normal for any human being to like take in that amount of feedback all the time and a lot of it is really like personal shit you just can't be engaged like you have to stay away 
from the constant feedback that you're getting all the time, right? But there has to be some kind of balance where you like are able to take a temperature of what's actually going on with your fans. And that's where it was like, okay, it seems, I could be reading this wrong, but it seems like maybe this has slipped through this creator's fingers and has probably, because I, I just can't imagine a world where, where an artist would like want that to become their fandom. So I'm like, I have to err on the side of thinking that they don't know that a big chunk, a huge chunk of their fandom is is going and attacking women and attacking people of color because they're being critical of a joke that jokes and shit that just weren't funny they just didn't fucking land dude there's plenty of other content that you've made that did land you know but you don't know i again i'm assuming you don't know that you have like an army of people who are so insanely attached their identity has become this fucking meme that you built and i have to say the alternative to me believing that you don't know is that you don't care and that's fuck that's evil that's really evil actually <laughs> like it's not funny to, to that that you would have created a meme a concept some art that's trying to do one specific thing you know for a fact that your audience actually is on board with all of that and you're not going to do anything about it you know like that's that's I think maybe the definition of evil is like, I've created a monster, I know it, and I don't care. So the opposite of that would have to be like, shit, dude, I didn't mean for that to happen. We're d what we're doing over here is like, you know, all that we I've already described. And that, and the purpose of it is not, it's like, the tar we're not hitting the target in the way that we wanted to. You know? And I heard some comment, lots of comments from people who, like me, consume the content and also from these people who made it saying, you're just, you're being annoying and you're too into it and you're thinking about it too deeply or whatever. But I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, you can't come out here, say that you're an artist, creating high art, <laughs> make a whole fucking show and a theatrical performance call yourself an artist and then say <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> and then say that your consumers are thinking too much on it can you see how that's so fucking silly if you don't want people to examine your art critically and engage with it deeply do less you know what I'm saying <laughs> Go out on stage and just tell fart jokes for an hour or whatever, and that's great. But if you're going to, like, make something that has a complex heart, you know, center, core, like, expect some people to have some complex conversations, intricate conversations around what you're making, what you're building. So anyway, I was listening to that band a bunch this week, which is, like, which brought up a lot of feelings of, like... I really chose to disengage completely with a band that I re and an artist that I admire. Uh, I disengage with it completely. Really, like, 
after that. So, so then, yeah. So anyway, it just like made me think a lot this week about, I have a pen in my hand and I'm squeaking it. <laughs> um, it made me think a lot about that, about like our relationship. Like what a bizarre fucking thing to have. I have to, for me to have that strong feelings about some people that I don't fucking know <laughs> is crazy. That's really weird. Um, but like all of us have that, including those guys have idols and artists that they look up to that they admire you know that they also would feel that same amount of like emotional connection with even though they don't maybe they do know all their (laughs) maybe maybe they do maybe they've met every single person that they've ever like (laughs) uh anyway it's like it's uh anyway I think what I'm trying to say is I think I've considered all aspects of it you know what I mean like I've been like gracious to all sides I believe I think that I've been like okay well obviously that thing made me feel kind of weird but that's just me and I don't know these people so let's put that on the back burner um let's think about like what it is that they're doing and the greater purpose of what they're doing and let's also give grace to people who can make mistakes can make some fucking mistakes and learn and grow from those and become better people and better artists and all of that And after considering all of those aspects of it and being like, we're all just fucking people and we're all messy and we're all trying stuff on and we're experimenting and we're pushing back against the system and we're doing all of this shit at once and not always doing it correctly, you know what I mean? There should be, and and I believe that there should be space for that. There should be space for us to not do things perfectly the first time but this didn't fucking feel like that this specific thing felt like it wasn't comedy and it wasn't aligned with the other shit that was being made and it wasn't making a helpful commentary and it wasn't successful parody or satire or anything like that and for it to be like not only brushed to the side but also to like point back at your fans and be like you're wrong for interpreting it that way or for taking me too seriously or whatever felt really like off color and was super disappointing all with all things considered I think is what I was saying you know what I'm saying it's like like there's been countless times in my life that I've like looked at something from someone else's perspective and been like oh I saw what they were trying to do there and I was like I have no fucking idea what they were trying to do with that I have no clue dude if you could explain it to me I don't, there's no explanation is what I'm saying. There's no possible way that you could explain that away. It doesn't make sense. It's not a good look. (laughs) And it could have easily been avoided. It could have been so easily avoided. Just do something else. Just do a different episode about something else. (laughs) So anyway, what have I learned from that? Uh, what have I, what are my key takeaways on how I can be a better person through this interaction? I don't know. (laughs) Through my interaction with art. I don't know, man. I think I did have the exact appropriate response, you know? Well, it was appropriate anyway, because that's just how I felt. So, you know, if anybody has anything to say about it, shut up! (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think I did, I did, I know that that's how I felt and that's great and that's fine or whatever. And I think, uh... Through this very specific scenario, <laughs> that certainly I went down a rabbit hole that I, like, kind of wish that I didn't. You know what I mean? I just, I just wish that I didn't really care. I think that's what I've gotten out of it, is, like, 
mm, I wish that I didn't care about anybody. <laughs> not anybody. <laughs> but not, but no art or artist <laughs> ever. That's so not true. But like, it fucking annoys me that I cared that much about that. You know? It's like, it's like, it's like in middle school or like high school when people would be like, wow, you care a lot about that, don't you? Or like, you know, geez, you're really worked up about it. And you'd be like, no, I didn't care. I didn't even like them in the first place. I didn't, I don't care at all. <laughs> I'm not invested in this anyway. That's cringe. <laughs> I think I feel that way about myself is that I'm like, the second that I'm having some feel, like, someone does some dumb shit, and I'm like, that was dumb of you to do that, but I, I have a visceral reaction. I'm like, ew, Trisha, that's cringe. Why do you, you know what I mean? Just, just, just push that to the side and never think about it again, and actually pretend like you never cared about it in the first place. <laughs> but that would go against the whole thing that I'm trying to do here. Wouldn't it? It would, it would probably go against the human element the authenticity that i'm trying i don't know i'm fucking trying to do something here i'm not really sure what so i care about things and i'm fucking cringe most of the time because of that sue me yeah i guess maybe the lesson from this whole thing is like don't like care about art care about art deeply care about people deeply you know safely <laughs> safely you know if it feels like it's crossing some line of you know too much for you then you should probably address that but uh care about people deeply care about art deeply but don't ever hold somebody up on such a pedestal that they're infallible that they can't be knocked off of it you know they should be also reminded that they're human sometimes and that uh if they're creating something to be with the purpose of being consumed then they're the people who are doing the consuming do have the power to say this is fucked this is stupid reevaluate try again you know what i mean love you love you <laughs> love you so much that's what i wanted to fucking say is like love you babes you know like always will love the art or whatever but that was the most disappointing thing that like that opportunity actually was given to like uh, at least to address it and fix it, and probably erase that thing, um, and then, like, grow, become a better human, and don't make those same mistakes again, and, like, just literally turning around and spitting in the face of your fandom, and allowing a secondary fandom to uh, absolutely brutalize people was just, like, really fucking gross that's when some people are you know some people from the fandom are going to be like damn dude i feel like <laughs> i don't i don't have another choice but to disengage completely from this which sucks because i never thought that i would have to you know what i mean and it sucks that you like as an artist are like forcing your fandom to do that when we don't fucking want to we don't want to disengage with it but number one if you're gonna like fumble that badly yikes you know like that's gonna leave a uh, bad taste in people's mouths for sure and then when you're like handed the opportunity to the opportunity to like handle that way but astronomically better than that and you choose to not only not do that but then like place the blame on people that have only cared for your art <laughs> 
Anyway, it's fucking time to move on from that. I spent way more time on that specific topic than I meant to. Uh, stim of the week. I've been having a really hard time being present this week. Uh, I think um, this was like a, a mixture of symptoms of me like getting terrible sleep and just feeling like weird and dysregulated. Uh, and so I feel like my body was just like, like, I'm, I've been waiting for the good parts of the week. I'm, I'm doing a candle workshop with my bestie fucking today, dude. I'm gonna go make some candles, and it's gonna be so fun. <laughs> We're gonna go get lunch beforehand, um, and I need to wrap this up here pretty quick so that I can go get ready for that, um, <laughs> but I was, like, waiting for, and I'm doing axe throwing with my other bestie tomorrow, um, those were my gifts this year is I wanted to have just, like, cool experiences with my best friends. So, I was waiting for that. Like, I feel like my body and brain was waiting for that this week and was like, let's just fucking skip to... I also was talking about this on um, my TikTok, was, like, um, autistic black and white thinking, where when I'm done with something... Like, when, this is so funny that it's, like, it kind of works for the previous topic, <laughs> the previous point. Um, when I've made a decision to be done with something, I'm very much done with it because I've considered all fucking angles of it. I've, I've thought about how everyone thinks and feels about the whole scenario. I've considered it from X, Y, Z, from every fucking possible vantage point. And if I've done all of that and still come to the conclusion that I'm, done with something then I'm done and I don't want to engage with it anymore and so I've been having um some moments like that in my life where I'm like oh I think this thing is not serving me anymore I'm done I've made that decision but I still actually am forced to engage with certain things longer than I would like uh and so that's what that's 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 uh, you know what that actually kind of uh has to do with the was she anxious about now portion segment <laughs> so fucking dumb um the what she anxious about now had to do with um like balancing my life like it is really difficult to maintain uh, uh what am i fucking trying to say maintain a life just the maintenance of every day standard normal living right oh my god I cannot speak apparently and apparently I'm trying to keep my life balanced <laughs> right now as I'm as I as I'm shifting my priorities and trying to like grow this show and grow TikTok and all of that stupid shit <laughs> it's not stupid I love it as I'm trying to grow myself <laughs> It's really difficult to, like, continue to engage with other aspects of your life that that don't feel as important anymore. So, you're like, oh, these are the things that are bringing me the most um, creative fulfillment and joy and expression. And they're the most rewarding things that I get to do. So, I just want to do those things. It's so autistic, you know, to be like, I only want to do these handful of things so then when you're forced to like engage with other shit that you must do just as a adult as an adult because <laughs> that's how life works uh I get angry <laughs> I get angry about that and I'm like I don't want to I'm not going to you know 
sorry that I said Angie. That was gross. Um, anyway, I, 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 <laughs> that's what's going on with STEM of the week. I've been, um, as per usual, like listening to a lot of music and podcasts and stuff like that, doing a lot of just like daydreaming this week. And I just feel like I've, my brain is kind of been fast forwarding to the most enjoyable moments which isn't good you know I should enjoy the quiet moments but I I've always struggled with that I definitely go through ebbs and flows of um being better about being present with myself during the quietest moments of my life um but right now it's not one of them (laughs) right now I'm not having an easy time with that it's been a struggle for me to just be okay with some of the dullest moments is that an accurate way to describe them quiet is a better adjective but sometimes I feel dull and I'm like I just don't I don't I don't want to (laughs) so I'm not I'm not going to I'm gonna escape mentally actually and fast forward to uh and and like I said it's also because of like sleep I had some of those symptoms this week where like, food wasn't sounding very good to me at all this week. So, if you're not eating very well and you're not sleeping very well, then I get really anxious and I feel like my body's just trying to find any uh, little <laughs> happiness chemical <laughs> that I can attach myself to to, to, get, to get to the good stuff. You know, that's been difficult for me this week. Um... Silly little things that made me angry. I really don't want to have the self-diagnosis uh, discussion anymore. Uh, I posted a video on TikTok and I'm... I don't... I could go on a big whole fucking rant about this this week, but I really don't want to. I'm really exhausted by this conversation. Um, and I also understand that it's like a very... It's so personal to all of us. And I understand, again, I'm really trying to look at it from all perspectives. I'm trying to look at it from the perspective of people who have been diagnosed as autistic for, like, their entire lives and have a very different relationship with their identity of autism than I do. I get it. I understand that. And it must be really painful sometimes and distressing to watch the landscape of mental health and the talk, the discussion around autism change a lot. I get that. But it's just, it's not about serving individuals. It's about serving an entire community that is screaming on TikTok and elsewhere that we have been overlooked and underserved. And it's not, and it's so not a personal thing. It's so not a personal attack against you that some people including myself feel that self-diagnosis is valid and that um, the criteria that we use to diagnose autistic people people are yelling and screaming and saying this isn't adequate it hasn't worked for us because it doesn't account account for an extremely expansive diverse population And we know that for a fact. There's a lot of solid research that exists that does tell us what autism 
is and what it looks like but there's so much more that we don't know we just don't know everything and that's science that is science it's always ever evolving and as we learn more about autism and how our brains work which is still such a fucking mystery the idea that we have everything figured out right now is bananas we just don't we just don't we just don't we don't have all that and it's not the community saying it's not inclusive enough people are being overlooked and and yeah and under served so if an entire community or population of people is saying I have had a hard time getting a diagnosis I've been trying it's inaccessible it's too expensive it's so restrictive as far as me not presenting in these very specific ways and if I don't meet every single one of those criteria then people may say that I can't receive a diagnosis. I know that it's a really nuanced conversation and we're not trying to say that certain criteria need to be thrown out and certainly not saying that all criteria needs to be thrown out by any means. The criteria exists for a very solid reason. But there are things like high masking autism and this was a huge discussion that was happening on TikTok. Everyone, not everyone, but lots of people seem to agree that autism presents itself in so many different ways. So if that presentation, if I go to a doctor and my the presentation of my autism is not meeting with these very specific criteria, but I know in my heart that I'm experiencing all of those symptoms, thus I can't get a diagnosis because it's not outwardly presenting in a very specific way. You see the problem there? You know what I mean? I think people, I get it. I so, so get the part about like being scared that this um, community is going to be misrepresented or that there's going to be a mis, um, a spreading of misinformation or someone said in a comment that like they're afraid of advocacy, people getting platforms where they're spreading misinformation about autism. Those are all very real concerns and I don't want to invalidate those whatsoever. You know, I real I get, I so get that, but I was having a conversation with someone last night and there's a really touch, I think we're on the brink of a really interesting and exciting conversation that is also possibly really scary for people about neurotypicality. I think there's been so, so, such strict categorization of what a neurotypical binary of what neurotypical people look like and what they function like and the opposite of that is autistic people and neurodivergent people and research recent research is suggesting that it's maybe not as binary as that you know what I mean and unfortunately the system that has been created is serving that binary and people are receiving uh, a disability status and certain very necessary accommodations due to that binary status but what we're saying is that system was built on stuff that from a while ago that maybe isn't totally serving us anymore maybe the criteria needs to be looked at maybe and not thrown out the window but just looked at and questioned Okay, and then maybe just maybe while we're having those complex conversations, we're also saying maybe it's not as simple. Obviously, it's not a simple subject at all whatsoever, but 
maybe it's not as cut and dry or clear cut as neurotypical and neurodivergent, right? Maybe those two categories are much more blended than we ever understood them to be before. And that's a scary conversation because that totally changes the categorization for disabled, for disability, for autistic. And we'd have to completely change an entire system to accommodate people better. But maybe that's what, maybe that was, that's what needs to happen. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's totally what needs to happen. But I'm just saying it's possible as we learn more about our brains that are like the fucking ocean, dude, truly. You know, think about how little we've explored of outer space and the ocean. Such is the inside of our fucking domes. You know what I'm saying? I just, it is, it's, it's, I get it. I get that it's a really scary and difficult conversation to have. And I don't want to take away anyone's categorizations. I don't want to take away anyone's accommodations. I don't want to take away people's identity whatsoever. Quite the opposite of that. I think that an incl- a more inclusive conversation and more diverse research about this can accommodate a, spe- a better accommodate a spectrum of neurodiversity that we're talking about. You know, I w- I identify as low support needs, so I will never need to take away resources that are not meant for me. You understand? But yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's people get really really heated about it on TikTok and I understand why. I really do, but I think people get um and it's just a part of I'm saying I'm also like this too. Being extremely online is like People get caught up in the comments of trying to convince every single commenter, and I fucking have done this myself a million times, trying to convince every single commenter that their, like, thought process is the correct one, so it just becomes, like, this battle, and they think that those, um, one-on-one conversations that they're having with a random person in the comments section of a video is representative of the entire autistic landscape. You know what I'm saying? The entire conversation about neurodiversity when it's just not. It's just you and that other person who specifically came to that video to argue about that thing. And that's great. And that's fine. I mean, it's not, and be nice to each other, but I'm just saying there's nothing wrong with that for us. There's nothing wrong with us meeting in that comment section and having that conversation. But you have to understand that it's so much bigger than that small conversation. We're talking about an entire community of people that are die that are dying sometimes, often. Because they're not being accommodated. You know what I'm saying? That's all that I care about. Is giving people a safe space to explore who they are today. Who they decide to be tomorrow. That's what I want. People are, people are struggling with that. People are scared to go into videos and share about themselves. Because of the way that they're being attacked. And, and saying that their experience is not valid. And I just don't I just want to create a page where people feel like 
they're safe to say, I don't know everything. I don't have all the answers. If the people who are doing the research clearly don't have all the answers yet, how can we expect some person who maybe didn't have access, who hasn't had access to education and resources and whatever, to have all the answers figured out themselves? You know? I just want to give this, uh, th dude, all of these themes are coming together this episode, but it's like, I want to give people the grace to be wrong about themselves. Make, make some decisions, make some, uh, uh, learn some things, you know, learn and grow. I want to give people a place to do that and not be afraid that just saying that they think they could be a part of a community is going to get them attacked or that other people are going to think that them saying that is taking anything away from other people who have been officially diagnosed or whatever. And this is the last thing that I'm going to say about it because I said I wasn't going to ramble about it and I fucking rambled about it. But the argument that people are creating is that there are individuals, lots of individuals, online and otherwise, that are just saying that they're autistic when they aren't, and they're not experiencing any symptoms, or they don't meet any of the criteria. That is not happening. People who are not suffering are not going around looking for labels like autism to help give them a better quality of life. You understand what I'm saying? There is, it's, it is so closely tied to that toxic thought of everyone wants to be autistic these days. So if you're diagnosed as autistic and you recognize that how harmful that statement is, telling people everyone just wants to be autistic, you have to also in the same breath understand that if you have a formal diagnosis and you're looking at people online and you're saying, oh, there's all these people that just want to be autistic and they're not meeting any of the criteria, where do we draw the line? Like, you have to understand that you're saying the same thing. You're saying the exact same thing and you also are being exclusionary. That person, if that was happening, which it's not, but if it was happening, that's happening for a reason. Please be more considerate and empathetic of people's situation. If someone were to come onto TikTok and say, I don't know anything about autis uh, aut autism, but I think I'm autistic, and they didn't do any research, which just is, is <laughs> that just doesn't make any sense to me. If you think that you have a mental health diagnosis, potentially you know, that would be useful for you, or you have a health concern, you have a mental concern, you have a physiological concern, you do research on it. Point blank, period. No one is going, <laughs> no one is like, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to think of like a, an allegory or a, a, a an equivalent um, to say like, <laughs> I'm having heart palpitations, but I haven't done any research to see what's going on. That doesn't happen. If you have a health concern, and a, and a need for accommodation. You're doing research on it. And we just, I just feel that we need to be a little bit more considerate of like, if that very specific scenario were to happen hypothetically, in hypothetical land, why aren't we looking at that person and saying like, well, why did they just jump to the conclusion that they were autistic? Probably because there's other stuff that's going on with them. They probably are suffering. Maybe we should get to the root of why they're suffering instead of saying, 
How dare you try to come up with a label for yourself? How dare you try to look for accommodations and symptoms that you can identify with? How dare you try to find community? You know what I'm saying? If someone comes to TikTok and, again, in this hypothetical scenario... (laughs) That's just, I, it's just, it's just a thing that's being perpetuated. That's the basis, that's the whole backbone of this argument is, where do we draw the line of people just saying that they're autistic when they're not? Which just isn't happening. Someone who I know made a really interesting, uh, parallel that it's like, it kind of feels like the same conversation about, like, trans rights. The backbone of that conversation is, and I know that these are two vastly, vastly different situations, but you just have to, like, stick with me here for a second. But it's, like, uh, the, the, the stupid argument that people say all the time that's, like, well, if we let people use whatever bathroom that they want, then that's gonna lead to, like, increased sexual assault. That's not fucking happening. It's not happening, you know? That's a made-up scenario that gets people excited and incites rage and fear in all these people. But that is not a fucking real scenario. Same with, like, you know, drag lunches and stuff like that. Children shouldn't be allowed to go to drag lunches because it's sexually provocative or whatever. And it's like, that. what are you, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? If children are allowed to go to some drag lunch, it's either one, A... It's children appropriate or two, that parent is responsible for the content that they are choosing to show to their child. You need to just get yourself out of that conversation. See yourself out, you know? It feels very much in that same bane. And also, gayness is not sexually, inherently sexually explicit. That's the base, that's the backbone of that argument, is that just to be around gay people means that you're being exposed to uh degeneracy you know sexual degeneracy which is shows your biases towards gay people and uh drag performers that you think that it has to be inherently a sexual deviancy thing you understand what i'm saying i've gone off on a fucking tangent that i didn't mean to go off on but you have to understand that the, 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 those, like, biases are showing through in what you're saying that you're afraid of. If you just, if you're afraid of people just saying, I'm autistic, when they're not. What are you really afraid of? You understand? Because someone's claiming autism is not a bad thing. It's not taking away from anything. And if you're saying, <laughs> if you're saying that you don't want to uh, expand the criteria necessary to get people diagnosed anyway so it's a non-issue if someone comes to tiktok and says i'm autistic but they're not autistic they couldn't go get a diagnosis anyway so again they're not taking anything away from the autistic community you understand (laughs) it's like a cyclical thing that like the only thing they couldn't get a diagnosis anyway in this hypothetical scenario that we've created (laughs) that doesn't exist that people are choosing to be mad at online. <laughs> Nothing could come from it anyway. <laughs> and, which goes back to um, a conversation that I was having yesterday with someone where they were like, well, I see people all the time doing X, Y, Z. And it's like, the, what we're talking about is individual conversations that are having happening in comment section 
and we're assuming that that explains the entire landscape of the autistic conversation and uh, autistic well-being is not defined by a single conversation that you have in the comment section with one other person that maybe is just trying to learn more about autism or whatever and I think they every person deserves some space to learn about themselves and to grow you know what I'm saying anyway I'm fucking exhausted by that conversation I will probably have to have it continuously over and over and I and I will have it because that's what's the right thing to do you know I will stand up for my community and I will stand up for always making space for people who deserve that safe space to just explore who they are and change their mind and be wrong you know in my comment section it's not hurting anybody it's not spreading misinformation it's really not it's not hurting anything whatsoever to give people a chance to explore themselves you know um so i i I'm fine with continuing to have that conversation. It just, it is exhausting sometimes. Um, and I just wish that people understood that the basis of their argument is coming from a place where they think that people can be influenced into thinking that they're autistic when they're not, which is fundamentally untrue. You know, that it just, it's impossible. It is impossible. Anyway, what's, what's next? Hold on. Sorry, I'm getting texts and stuff. My bestie is sick. We were gonna go um, make candles and she just texted me that she's got a fever and I feel so terrible. So anyway, we'll make, we'll make candles another time. It's fine. <laughs> I feel so bad. She feels so terrible. She's the sweetest person who like would never cancel on you for anything. Like she shows up for everything rain or shine or anything you know what I mean like there's there's a I used to be that person that would like cancel constantly if I was like I feel kind of weird I'm feeling kind of anxious and weird today I would just cancel which I don't do that anymore but um <laughs> and that was part of my unmasking process figuring out why I felt like I had to cancel on people so often was an internal issue for sure that I like was con um I was con- uh, what? What am I saying? I was convinced that other people were disappointed in me and stuff like that, and so I didn't want to face them, and so I would just cancel instead. But anyway, Laura is, um, the sweetest, most pure angel on this fucking planet, and would never cancel unless she had a really good reason to, and so she is texting me and feels really bad about being sick. I'm like, girl, you- there's nothing you could do. Let me- let me buy you some soap and crackers and Sprite and you just take care of yourself. And we'll make magical memories together another day. <laughs> um, so, what? Um, I said, so I went through a few different, I went through STEM of the week. I went through things that made me angry. I, went, I talked about what she anxious about now, about the balance thing. Okay. Um, socially problematic. I am not talking about limerence anymore. That's a decision that I have made on TikTok and I don't know. Maybe I'll talk about it on here because I feel like the podcast audience gets it. You know what I mean? And that's not to say that the TikTok audience 
is really any different, but um, I think, well, it is different in the sense that anybody can go to the TikTok page and just, like, consume some stuff um, and become maybe perhaps swept away uh, in the idea of me <laughs> which is not something that I ever wanted to say but that's what happened and that's why I don't want to talk about limerence anymore on TikTok for sure but what I mean to say is like the community that we have formed like the community that's been on TikTok or that's listening to the pod they get you y'all get it you understand you're here with me you know you're doing the week by week stuff that I'm doing um and you understand and can put like concepts like um limerence into perspective um but there's a very specific demographic and group of men particularly I've talked about this on the show before that sometimes will come to my TikTok know nothing about me see me talking about a concept like limerence um and form some some feelings about that you know and I don't and I get that it's easy to do. It's super easy to do. I don't want to say that I've been immune to that because that's probably not true, you know. I've definitely been swept up in hyper fixations over people that I don't fucking know. I was just talking about some crazy shit earlier this episode. Some strong feelings that I have about a group of men that I don't fucking know at all. <laughs> so, I'm not blaming, blaming anybody for that, but it doesn't change the fact that some of these interactions have made me super uncomfy and to save myself some uncomfortableness and uh I mean it and it wasn't just uncomfortableness it really dipped into a place of me like starting to feel unsafe for the first time unsafe even feels a little strong but I was like uh if I don't stop this now it could lead to a place that I'm feeling unsafe and I don't even want to entertain that thought it was a, uh, yeah, someone attached to themselves felt some kind of way about my Limerence series, um, <clears throat> was commenting quite a lot on that series, was DMing me a lot uh, about that series, and then started reaching out to, uh, reached out to Matt and reached out, yeah, well, I think it was just Matt, but, um, but still reached out to, like, my friends to say some stuff about me that just wasn't true and the and the level of like personal detail and like I don't just I I don't want to say all the stuff it was just I'm really uncomfortable and it was crossing a line and it was very personal and then like dragging that over to Matt and like telling him that that they thought that I wasn't okay and I needed to have like a wellness check done on me and um it made me feel not good, you know, but I also felt really, um, this person seemed from that interaction, I was like, okay, I, you know, they're not well right now, so I feel really, um, sensitive to that. So, um, I just made some decisions on that, and I'm still making some decisions on kind of how to handle some things like that when they come up, because I will come up because I'm a woman that exists on the internet, and so, um, I've decided to just, like, abandon that series as it was. Um, I don't, something about the term limerence really set people off and kind of opened the door for some of those uncomfortable connections. So, I'm just abandoning that term. 
and um, I've already seen several people. I've made a couple more videos about it because people were requesting it. It was a, a highly requested video series that people wanted me to keep doing. Um, but I've just been saying, like, hyperfixation and, like, autism and romance and stuff like that. And I've already had a bunch of people commenting and saying, like, this is limerence. This is limerence. You know that this is. And I'm like, I know that it's limerence, but I can't use that term anymore. I can't. And it also made some people upset for some reason. Some people were saying, like, I had one g guy. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't a guy. It was just a person that was very upset and saying that limerence is not real. <laughs> stop spreading misinformation and I'm like girl tell that to the tens of thousands of people who are saying that they do experience limerence I don't know what you want me to tell you <laughs> so anyway um I'm not talking about limerence I'm still the update is I'm still doing the series <laughs> but I'm just not calling it limerence anymore uh, and, and, I, and I put it under the socially problematic section because you get it. You understand. <laughs> Revelation of the week. I need to let go of ideas and people who aren't giving me a hell yes. Hell yes, brother. Um, I saw something on TikTok. God, sometimes I need. I feel like I need to get better about this because I always want to give people credit that come up with genius things on TikTok. But I let this one slip through my fingers. Someone said on TikTok, let go or get dragged. And I was like, damn, I did not need, <laughs> I did not need to be shocked that way. I think I did, actually, really. It was like, stop chasing things that are either giving you zero response or zero positive feedback, uh, or negative, you know what I mean? If people are giving you kind of like a, meh, whatever, I guess, you know, like, that's not, it's not meant for me anymore. This, I think, is going to carry me through this year. I, I, I'll be really interested to do a recap. This is our first episode of 2024. Did I say that already? Probably. Um, I'll be really interested to see in 2025 where I'm at with this specific concept. Because um, last year, I, I learned a lot about like identity and personality and self-love. And I learned to love a lot about a lot of things about myself that other people don't value. I have learned to truly value those things about myself. I came into 2024 with so much more uh, appreciation for myself. And I felt like I built my own like small but a solid little foundation um, underneath myself really for the first time. But I, I'll be really interested to see what this conversation looks like compared to 2025. Trisha, um, who hopefully can let go of some things, stop chasing things that aren't meant for me, that aren't giving me a hell yes, you know? Stop trying to convince, I understand this as a concept that I, and I've talked about this before, to stop, um, what was I fucking saying? I just literally lost my train of thought in the middle of what I was saying. To stop trying to convince people that I'm worthy of love. And I've also said that in 2024, I would like to find some kind of romance. Maybe not the fucking love of my life or something. I'm trying to be realistic, you guys. I do want to find some romance. <laughs> I don't think that's out of the question to set as a goal. But, but in doing that, I don't want to chase things and people and goals and creative endeavors that aren't giving me positive 
feedback. You know what I'm saying? That has been a really tough thing for me to swallow. I understand it as a concept. Putting it into practice has been really difficult for me to, to really internalize that and go, uh, that person that I want or that feeling that I want or the concept of love that I want uh, isn't realistic necessarily, you know? Like, let's think about what actual actionable avenues are in front of me right now. Whoa, alliteration. Um, let's think about that more than I'm thinking about the, a concept of a person, an idea of romance or something like that, and trying to chase that when I've never gotten any positive, solid, um, I haven't gotten, uh, it's, that's never, um, come to be in my life. Does that make any fucking sense what I'm saying? (laughs) Investing in stuff like that, that isn't a reality, that doesn't even have the potential to be a reality in my life right now, in this given moment, is not worth me chasing hoping in the hopes that it will become solidified in my life at some point in the future you know what I'm fucking saying it is it's it's also part of the being present thing if I can be present more present in 2024 then I'm 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 gonna be less focused on concepts and ideas and fairy tale land because I'm gonna be spending most of my time and effort and mental energy on the here and now and the actual real possibilities and real people that are in front of me saying yes Trisha we do want to actually be a part of your life I'm right here I'm actually here this real person <laughs> that is interested in you you know what I mean? uh so the let go or be or get dragged thing really hit me not because I'm being dragged really by another person or like, um, like, you know, we've talked about being ghosted and how much that hurts or like trying to put yourself out there, sliding into someone's DMs and just like hearing nothing back or whatever. Um, that person, it's, 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 it's a very different feeling than someone just saying, no, I'm not interested in you. It's the self-drag is what I'm trying to get at. You know what I'm saying? The the fear of the unknown, the quietness, the no response, the ghosting or whatever sometimes drives me crazy. And I'm the one, I'm the one that's breaking my heart the whole time. When in actuality, if I just let that go, sure, that's fine if I wanted to slide into somebody's DMs. But if I'm not being met with a hell yes in return, let fucking go, Trisha, or, or you're dragging yourself. You understand. <laughs> you get me? You feel me? Okay. Um, what else? That's it. <laughs> this is a wild episode, I feel. Um, I'm gonna have a fun time going back and trying to <laughs> pick a title for this one. Um, anyway, I love you guys so, so much. You're rad, and you're fun, and you're funny, and you have so much value for yourself and to everyone else around you I don't know I've been struggling with these affirmations recently I don't know why some of them I would I do like but I do think I maybe want to rethink some of them because it eh, I don't has my whole heart has my whole pussy been behind the affirmations probably not I sure can pop a pee (laughs) 
right. That's it. Goodbye. I love you guys. I'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Be kind to yourself, okay? Bye.